Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. Welcome to Truth Revival. Tonight we are on Season 2, and if you're wondering where that wonderful, smooth, silky voice of Roman Hamilton is, he is on a hospital visit tonight, and uh, he showed me how to run this thing, Joseph. So uh, I've hit the record <laughs> button, and uh, we're going to go. So I'm Paul Chapman, uh, a.k.a. Nationwide, and we have Joseph Byers back with us tonight here in studio, and uh, we're just going to talk about his life and his testimony. He he didn't really uh, share a whole in-depth portion of that the last time he was here, and he felt led like he wanted to come back and talk about it. So we're going to dive in and give God the glory tonight and see what happens. So welcome back, Joseph. Thank you. Glad, glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me again. Um, yeah, I just told Paul and Rome last time we did this, it was really, really wonderful. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> just felt the Lord in the whole thing. And I just really wanted to just share my my story. I feel like I have two testimonies, and I was just, you know, thinking about it on the way up here, and I just, I want to be able to try to, you know, what I say, I want it to, to be able to help someone not really go through what I had to go through, but, um, <clears throat> you know, j- j- I want to brief just my first testimony before I came to the Lord. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I started getting into drugs and alcohol, and it just led from one thing to the other. I mean, just uh, abuse of, of alcohol. I was, I mean, and, and I was in the drug scene pretty heavy, in and out of jail. Uh, I've overdosed on drugs two different times. I've had I don't know how many car wrecks, been in fights. Just, just a, just a horrible, crazy, crazy lifestyle. And uh, it just it went on for about seven years, uh, six or seven years. I, I lost my license and I, I couldn't get a Mac for seven years. I, I went without a license for seven years and. Um, <clears throat> In 1997, July 13, 1997, the Lord, he arrested me this time. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've been arrested a lot by, by police and, and the law, but but when he arrested me, it was it 100% changed my life, and it was just so, so liberating and so wonderful to be free from from just uh, just being bound up by drugs and alcohol and in, in and out of the court systems and the jail and all that, and that just totally changed my life in, in 1997. <clears throat> That's been 25 years ago. Me and Paul both really came to the Lord at the same time. Yeah. We were about two weeks two weeks apart. and Didn't even know. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's what was so cool about it. You know, We were friends all through high school, and then uh, I gave my life to the Lord, and about a month after I gave my life to the Lord, I heard you had. You know, <laughs> So the Lord was moving. There was it, it, Back in, in that day here in our small town, it was like a, a, a revival hit Yes, uh, among the drug scene. Yeah. The Lord really came in and, and proved that it don't matter what you're into or what you're doing. I'm the king, and when I want my way, I will have it. Yes, that's so right. It, it was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, and like you said, there were so many people that came into the Lord, and and that's kind of how that's kind of how WWJD started. Yeah, it was me and Paul and a few other guys, and actually uh, the gentleman that let us just have the building. 
almost for nothing, pretty much for nothing for several years. Uh, before that previous, I had a, a aggravated burglary uh, charge on my record. And what happened, I broke into his store out in ball play years ago. And uh, and when he found out that we, we were all born again and we were just wanting somewhere, somewhere to hang out on Saturday night just to have worship music playing and just bring people in and lead them to the Lord, he just said, here's the you can have this building. That's amazing. It, it, the forgiveness of God. Yeah. You know, we we commit sin or fault against someone, and, and then he comes in in that moment. He could have said, you know what? You're a thief. You're a robber. Get away from me. Yeah. But the Lord used that situation for him to reveal himself again not only did you were you forgiven of all your trespasses but even someone that you had been ill toward and and harmful toward he forgave you in a moment yes. and and he saw that the lord had changed you that's just evidence of of who he is and what he does mm-hmm. that he he could have been bitter toward you but he saw that transformation that metamorphosis that god made in your life yeah and yeah. I, see, I grew up there um, in that community, you know, where all that happened. And I and I went to church with that guy my whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when that happened. And I was like, I was in super disbelief that you had even done that because yeah. we hadn't been around each other in a while. You know, um, you kind of went your way after high school and I went mine. And, and the Lord brought us back together, you know, about what, four years later when yeah. we got born again. And um, I was in disbelief that it happened. And, uh, and it was when he would telling me the story, it was almost like, because uh, he's the type of guy where everything will kind of be okay. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, ah, everything will be all right, you know, blah, blah, Because a little story about him, 30 years ago or more, probably when we were in middle school, seventh, eighth grade, he got diagnosed with cancer of the stomach, and uh, the Lord healed him. Wow. Because he was a pretty rough dude before that, you know, I mean, I don't want to get in detail of what he was doing, but the Lord healed him from that stomach cancer. And when the Lord gave him a new lease on life, you want, if you want to say it radically changed who he was. So the Lord had changed him. And, and then when he saw the Lord change you, it was automatic that he was going to, he was going to embrace you and love you to this day. To this day, when I see him, he'll clap his hands and say, oh, if we could just have another one of them WWJD meetings. <laughs> and, I, and I'll just like, praise God, they were good, man. I said, we're still having them, Wayne. They're, yeah. just, they're just in a different place, you know, so that was cool. Yeah, that, that's wonderful, man. But yeah, so we had the building for <clears throat> probably about eight years, and like I said, we were just going to hang out. We had four big speakers around the whole building, just loud praise and worship music, had the doors open, and just just wanting people to come in and get saved. Just like we were so radically born again and uh, just so transformed. We just want everybody to have what we had. So people did. They started coming in, and, and we would hang out with them, and we'd pray with them, and people, we would lead them to the Lord. They, they would be born again. They'd get saved. And then God just started bringing in he started bringing in musicians, started bringing in teachers, preachers, prophets, apostles, evangelists. He starts bringing people in, and the thing just started running itself. I mean, we had some elders. I mean, my dad was an elder there. Uh, Paul's dad, Frank, was that there were several several men and women that they just kind of watched over us. I mean, we were wild and radical, and and they didn't try to. They didn't try to stop what we were doing because we were so full of zeal and so full of excitement. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But but I mean, they would watch over and, and they would they would rebuke us and they would bring and say, "Hang on, guys, that's a little bit too much." Yeah. Or they would instruct us in in a golly way. But at the same time, God gave them wisdom to let us just just go, but but not not too far. Almost like let us wet our feet in the Lord. 
you yeah. know, in the spirit to, to be taught and led and flow. I can remember God, so many nights. There's, there's a few nights that just totally stick out in my mind major. Like we would go to the crystal after service and mm-hmm. we would get on the tables and we'd be preaching in the Sloan <laughs> center, you know, yeah. and, and then, and then one night we were just, we were just buck wild dancing because mm-hmm. we would go to the pines on Friday night and then the building on Saturday. And I remember Israel was dancing so hard one night <laughs> that he tripped over the monitor and the keys flew out and busted the fluorescent light bulbs. Yeah. It went all over the keyboard. And was it George Smith? <laughs> yes, George. George just like kind of raked the, the light bulb glass off and just kept playing. Yep. Nobody got hurt. Nobody was bleeding. And it, it was just one of those times. And, um, and another time the lighthouse, they came and they were doing worship. And I remember taking off running and how I didn't hit the wall or die. I never know, but it was like a supernatural uh, thing. Like one time we were at the lighthouse and I was pinned in against the wall in the old church. Yeah. Right. And, and a lot of people don't believe the story, but I was pinned in and you know, we were, we were dancing. We were just letting God be who he was in us. Yes. We were expressing ourselves in him the way we felt like he wanted us to, yeah. whether it was raising our hands, screaming, yelling, hallelujah, yeah. dancing, you know, running, whatever. And I was like, y'all got to move. <laughs> I'm about to die here. I was, and, and the Lord was on me. Mm. And um, I thought, y'all got to move. And there were these chandeliers were hanging down and Joseph, I jumped up on the bench and I took off to the center aisle <laughs> And the Lord literally moved that chandelier so I wouldn't knock myself out. James Cheek was beaten on the pulpit at the front. I took off running to the front, praising God. Sandra laid hands on me when I got there, and I woke up underneath a tree. It was, and people are like, "That don't make any sense." I'm like, "You, you, you don't, you got to understand." He gives us joy and peace in believing. Yeah. When you're fresh and you're new and you believe, yeah. all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And, and we, get, we get weathered. We get uh, time on us. We've, we kind of uh, get lazadaisical or we, we just kind of get settled. And that fresh belief kind of gets snuffed. Mm-hmm. But God says, hey, remember your first love. Yeah. Remember when you first came to me mm-hmm. and that I had this conversation last week with a brother that was in, involved with a lot of this stuff from Athens. And he says, you know, we walked in that anointing. We walked in that fire. God's calling us back to that because we've got away from it. Yeah. 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 I like Paul saying we, we've had some amazing, tremendous times, but we were going to church six nights a week. Yeah, we we couldn't get enough of God. We were so hungry. We were so passionate for Him, and, and we still are. It, it just it's it's just in a different different manner. It, it looks different. It feels different, and it, it, to a point, you know, like Paul's saying, we do we need to keep that fire and that zeal going. But it's supposed to be different. Like like Nicholas when he was a little baby, man, I was just infatuated with him and Ansley. I just I adored them. Yes. And and I just love on them and kiss on them and hold them. But now Nicholas is a freshman in high school. I don't do that with him anymore. Mm-hmm. Even when Heather and I, when we, when we were first, we only dated four months and we got married. But I mean, we, I can remember we were we were at a restaurant and me and her and two other couples, and we couldn't even engage in the conversation with them because we were just staring at each other. We were just gazing in each other's Enamored. eyes. Yeah. yeah, we were enamored <laughs> with one another, and and I was and but I and I was even talking to her about this other night. I was like, 
we're not supposed to continue to do that. If we kept doing that right now, I mean, we did it all the time. It's just we just sit there and stretch it. So if if we still did that, there'd be something wrong there. There'd be something a little bit out of balance. We're closer now than we ever have been, but it's it's not it's not like on the outward expression, but it's more on just an inward deep love that God's given us. And I feel like the same way about the Lord that you know we don't we don't have to continue to do that outward expression. There's nothing wrong if we do. Right. If we get up and dance and shout and praise the Lord, man, he's worthy. The Lord is worthy. Yes. David couldn't contain. He took some of his clothes off and was dancing before the Lord because he just couldn't contain it anymore. So there's nothing, nothing wrong with worshiping with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, whether it's outward or it's inward. But but I, I want something that's going to be steadfast. I want something that's going to be solid and sound and real. So when, when, those, when them storms do come in, it's not going to shake this house because my house is not built on anything except him. It's not built on something that happened 25 years ago. It's not built on emotions or or highs on God uh, or feel-good times. My, my, my faith and my relationship is built on him and him alone. Amen. Yeah, he says, you know, get get off the milk and get onto the meat. Yeah. My salvation is, is is set in stone, grow in me. And you made a statement last time you were here that you want instead of, instead of quoting these scriptures to somebody, you want them to see you as you know, see yes. that scripture as who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you became alive in Him. You know, uh, that's the thing. With the light switch turned off, you can't tell good and evil apart. But when that light's turned on, you can justify which one's which. You know, yeah. and, and that's what God's called us to do to be that light. He says. In, in me is life, and that life is the light of men. And that's what he's called us to be, and that's what he wants us to be. And there was, like you said, there was a season for that. And and, and there's times I still get but crazy in worship, but there, but there's also times where, you know, where I wouldn't get buck wild in, in like just solid praying. The Lord says, hey, pray right now. Pray right now. You know, yeah. and, and I'm and instead of running around acting like a, let's just, you know, a foolish guy. You know, what does Paul yeah. say if, if I'm, if I'm foolish, it's it's uh, for the Lord. If I'm of sound, it's for you, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so that comes with maturity, you know. Yeah. And um, I recall some of those nights, man, at the building. I remember um, the transfer truck guy. Do you remember him? The Lord told him to come. Mm-hmm. He was driving down the interstate. Wow. And the Lord said, hey, get off exit 60 and drive till I tell you to. And he pulled in and he parked on the other side of Maury's where all these paver guys are right now, you know, that are paving the road. The Lord led him there. Wow. You know, and just countless things like we would, do you remember the guy we picked up in the snow? We were going four wheeling up the mountains. It had snowed and this dude's walking, right? Yeah. And we pick him up and we're like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to freeze to death up here. You know, you're going to, you're going to die, dude. Mm-hmm. Cause he didn't have adequate clothing on, you know, and he had, he had been walking from Alabama and somebody told him across the skyway was the shortest way to North Carolina. <laughs> and, and the dude was starving. Oh. I can't believe you don't remember this. <laughs> so we took him to the beach. We got him a beach burger with cheese, a warm meal. And we're like, if we let him go back, he's going to die. So that's when Athens had the bus station. We scrounged up enough money amongst us. I think it was me and you and two other guys. I can't remember the guys that were with us. We scrounged up enough money to get him a ticket to where he was going in North Carolina. We took him to Athens. We gave him a $100 bill and a ticket, and we prayed for him and sent him on. Wow. Mm. You know, 
Yeah. It, it just small things like that that just continuously happen. And uh, the Lord was in it all, and it was all, and it, and it was all to see, hey, will you obey me? Yeah. W- will you treat the least of these like me? And and we just been in the Jesus school of obedience, honestly. Yeah. From the time from the time we received Him. Yeah. Yeah. And and even though we were full of zeal and, and very very little to no knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> The Lord still used it. That's true. He still used it because yeah. our hearts was towards Him, and we we just simply fell in love with Him, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we we, we got uh, called into a church or into a denomination or some tradition or religious thing. We got called into Jesus Christ Himself, and His Spirit, man, mm. started speaking to us and speaking through us and leading us and and just teaching us and and it's and he's doing the same thing and and there's so many seasons in our walk in the Lord and 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 we're all in, in a very different season than we were before but what's so awesome about God is every time you turn the page he's on that page yeah and it don't matter if if it don't matter what season we're in he's right there with us it could be a not so good season or it could be a wonderful season but he's in it all Ecclesiastes one of my favorite books King Solomon says when times are good, praise the Lord. Yeah. And when times are bad, praise the Lord. He said, consider, God has made the one as well as the other. Yes. God's not just all good times. Uh, a battery has a negative and a positive post. He's not just all positive. He's not just all just hallelujahs and just, whoa, goosebumps and good feelings and and we're in a heavenly place. God's God's in the He's in the down times when you lose a loved one. He's right there. He's so supernatural. He's not just in in the wonderful times. He's in every single time of our lives. And it goes on to say that who can uh, who can straighten what God makes crooked? Now that's hard because it it seems like that scripture should be the opposite. You know, who can who can who can make crooked the things God God don't always straighten things out. Who can who who can straighten what God has made crooked? God makes things crooked sometimes for reasons and purposes, and we just gotta look at Him and say, Lord, I have no idea what's going on. I even feel like this is the enemy coming at me, but you know what? This is the hand of God moving in our lives. Amen. Uh, you're uh, that's hey. Can't say it no better than that. I mean, you think about it. Like I've been reading a lot of Hebrews, and uh, you know, he was tempted as we are tempted. Mm-hmm. He learned as we learned. And yep. you're like, well, well, why would he learn as we learn? So listen to what this says. It says, "For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sin." And said, and this talks about. He says. He went through what he went through so he can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weaknesses. Mm. Wow. That's right. He bore all that. He took all that so he could deal with you and I. You know, Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. Where he was perfect, we're not. But he he had all that on him so he could lead and guide. We were talking in the parking lot before we got in because I left my key. You know, we were locked out. So um, how... We've been through all these different trials and tribulations and, uh, you know, some things we've approached in a godly way, some things we've approached in a, in a fleshly way, yeah. but I wouldn't trade any of it at all because I've learned how he's, who he's wanted me to be and what he's wanted me to be. And, and I'm continuing to learn daily as, as well as you are. And, and the Lord's lined us up and put us in people's lives and put people's lives in our lives. To, to manifest who he is and what he is so we could be that light to a lost and dying generation. Yeah, that's so. right. 
And I think it's in First Corinthians that talks about, you know, when we go through these hardships, it says that you go through these so when I mean, God comforts you during those times so you can comfort others when they go through hardships. Yes. And, and and that's kind of another part of my story that I want to talk about. Like I said to begin with, I got two testimonies. One testimony was God, how he delivered me. I'm talking about immediately drugs, alcohol, and even sex was out of my life. I mean, oh. gone. And God dealt with me and, and it, to a point where he said, I don't want you even dating anymore. This was a couple of years into my walk. Wow. And for two and a half years, I did not date anyone whatsoever because God, he, he said, that's enough. And, uh, Two and a half years later, after I was just in the Lord and not dating and just being with the body of Christ, that's when I met Heather. And, uh, and I was like, what, what, now, what am I supposed to do with this? Because I'm not dating anymore. Yeah. And uh, I just sat on it, man. For And I don't know why. It was seven days, nothing you know magical <laughs> about. But at seven days, I just waited and I prayed. And on that seventh day, I picked the phone up and called her. And we that was on a Sunday. We went out on a Tuesday, and and since then we we we've not spent one day apart. And four months later, we were married. Wow! So seventeen years later, you know, we're married and got two kids, and we have a a wonderful, godly life. And I'm just so so happy that the Lord just He orchestrates and He ordains every, every step. He orders our steps, you know, so so perfectly. And I, I'm so thankful for that. But so what happened when I was in the Lord all these years? You know, sometimes we just get deceived in ways, and I started kind of being overbalanced in my walk in the Lord in the sense of I felt like everything I was doing was right, and I started pulling away from the church, you know, not pulling away from the body of Christ. I was always with people in the Lord. I always assembled myself together with people, but I just I started getting this kind of bad mindset. It was just kind of a warped mindset, and I started kind of— I, I didn't feel good anymore about pastors and deacons and elders and, and any any kind of organized religion. I, I didn't I didn't want to walk into a church and see one man running the show and, and seeing all this and 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 some of it was you know deception. What that means is there's truth and false and deception. Yeah. And some of the things that I was seeing and even the Lord was giving me was true, but some of it was false. And the the biggest falsehood of all of it was I was so critical i mean i was like so disgusted with the church in general i mean i didn't care if it was a mega church or a tiny church if it was a church and had a label on it i thought it was just ignorant <laughs> and, and i and i couldn't stand it and i thought it, I, I was just so against religion and tradition and and you know singing the little songs and preaching and taking up an offering all that stuff just made me sick and i went i went through that for for a few years yeah and I don't know. And then when Heather and I got married, little did I know that I was going to be married to a pastor's daughter. Mm. So we got married, and here's my, my, my mindset's all right where I just described. That's where my mindset is. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Because yeah. I was shocked when I was like, ooh. He's married a preacher's daughter. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, let's see what <laughs> let's see how this happens, you know? So. Yeah. And and like I said before, I'm so thankful. That our steps are ordered. I didn't even know that I had a problem. I thought I was good. I thought everybody else was just so messed up, you know. <laughs> I know so what you mean. Yeah. Here I am with my wife. Her mom and dad are pastors, and I'm in their church. And every Sunday after we leave, Heather and I are arguing bitterly 
because not with each other, but about the things of God, mm. about the order of the church system, all that. And I was just so caught up in it. And then I kept going, and God lit, just a tiny bit started breaking me down a little bit. And he gave me a word. I'll never forget it. It's the word that changed my life. We all got words that change yeah. our lives. And it's a scripture out of Micah. And it said, I'm going to remove you out of the city. And I'm going to, I'm going to cause you to move to the country. Yea, even into Babylon. And he said, there is where you're going to be delivered. And I always looked at Babylon as, you know, there's things in Revelation and d- different scriptures talks about. Uh, Babylon is like, you know, the whore of Babylon. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's the church, you know. But I was just so, I, I just hated it. I I couldn't stand it. I just had, I had a problem. And he moved me out of the city, everything I was comfortable with, into the country, even into the church. The very thing that I despised, he used to deliver me, Paul. That's, pro- that's the way it is. Is yeah. it not true? Yes. I mean, the very thing. Because here's the thing. We... We kind of both were that way. I don't know if I was at that as bad. Yeah. But, I mean, we were kind of like anything organized. We didn't want anything to do with it. And, um, you know, where – and I'll say this as far as my testimony goes. Like, you know, when we would go out to all these churches and stuff, you you know, I uh, interrupted on this on the last podcast you were here, that you stayed home and read. And I just, I, I just kind of went. And I never, I mean, I've always read, but not in-depth read. Uh, the last two, three years, I've in-depth re- reading and studying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I finally broke down and went to an organized church, and, and there's good and bad in everything, Yeah. but going to Sunday school changed my life. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, well, h- how? I said, because I was in the Word. Yeah. I was in the Word. Yes. What did Jeremiah say? I think it's 1533. I found your word and I ate it. Amen. And I ate it. Yes. (laughs) I consumed it. Yeah. And and that word there in Jeremiah is, if you look in the Greek, uh, it's logos for, and you go a little deeper, the root is logic. Mm. I found your logic and I ate it. It's good. And I ate it. Yeah. And it changed my life. Yeah. So, you know, that one thing that I didn't want to be a part of, that I didn't want to go to, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. by getting in there and getting and digging in that thing, and then I get into the sense, oh, hey, can you teach every fourth Sunday? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Really? Me, a Sunday school teacher? Because yeah. we had this conversation back in that, in four years ago or five, we had this conversation. Can you believe what we're doing now. And I'm yeah. like, no, this is insane. <laughs> you know, but going to Sunday school literally woke me up concerning the word. Yeah. Yes. I found your logic. Amen. And I ate it. That's awesome. And it changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what happened to me. I, I just, I started going to church with them and it was several years of button heads. It was horrible, man. I was so just nasty to her mom and dad. I, after service, I would tell I would tell her dad, you know, what he was doing wrong from the pulpit, and it was just so. I didn't know I was just so arrogant and so, just so wrong. I was just so wrong, and I and I always thought that oh, they're just bound up in religion. They go through their little ceremonies at church and all this, and finally God said, no, you're the one that's bound up. 
they're not bound up. They're they're free and happy. Yeah, they're they're, they're they got peace of God. They're uh, they're kind. They're gentle. But you're not. You're just you're just so tore up and you're tormented, really. Yeah. <clears throat> and and after going there, you know, for for Heather and I went there for you know we had the billing for eight years, <clears throat> and then we went to her parents' house, her parents' church for eight years, and 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 it. It was still, it was, God did a huge work in me, but it was still kind of the, it was still in there. And, and then, and then, you know, after just years, it's like, it's, it's a layering process. God keeps on breaking us down and breaking us down. You think I got a thousand more breakings. Just take it. Just when God's, when God's coming in your life and he's got a heavy hand on you, don't try to get out of that process. Just stay in it. I know it's hot and I know it hurts, but just stay in it because he is making Something beautiful out of ashes, yes. and 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 he gave me the grace, but I just stayed in it, Paul. I just stayed in it, and I knew I knew what he was doing. And to this day, I can walk in any church. I don't care if it's a full gospel denomination, non-denomination, Baptist, Methodist, and I and I can look at them people and love them, Paul. I, mean, I can. There's not a judgmental bone in my body anymore, and I can say that with honestly. Right. And, and I was cons- I was ate up with it, man. I was ate up with hating on anything to do with that. But now I walk in and I see the Lord and every, I see it in hymn books. I see it in high praises. I see it in worship. I see it in, in, in living room settings. I can see the Lord in all of it now. And I'm just so thankful, so thankful that God delivered me. He put me in that place that I hated and despised. And right there, he brought a wonderful, great deliverance in my life Amen. and in my heart. I I can remember, you know, when all that took place and, and, and that happened in your life. Cause I was, cause we would, we would see each other from time to time on the job and, and discuss things. And, and I was going through some craziness at the same time. You know, I was, I was being heavy handed in another area of my life and you were being heavy handed there. And I want to, I want to say this when I felt that way and, and to this, I mean, I had to guard myself from being like, my God, come on, really? Yeah. This old religious stuff, come on, man. Yeah. And and I think my trouble is, where I look at it is, uh, I looked up the word nominal. I've been reading a book about this uh, this kid that the Lord delivered when he was 15 years old. He died when he was 21, but mm-hmm. from 15 to 21, the Lord had an amazing work on his life, just supernatural, Holy Spirit stuff. and. Wow. Um, they were, they were they made a statement when he got to this university about how the leaders and and the pastors their faith had become nominal and nominal means existing in name only mm. like you carry a title but you're not really that uh, it means very small far below the real value or cost mm. you don't esteem stuff as much as it should be you know and, and I think in my life, I feel like people are just walking nominal in the in the calling of the Lord and who He is, and and they don't take it serious. They don't, and 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 I and I'm judging and I'm thinking all that, but at the end of the day, what does He call us to do? He said He was tempted so He could deal with people like me, ignorant and follysome, yeah. you know, so yeah. He could have grace and mercy toward me because, and I should be who like who he is and have grace and mercy toward them because here's the deal they may be walking through hell and i don't even know it yeah. there may be a reason they're not lifting their hand or they're not singing or they're not they're not praying there's there's some reason why but 
where they are, the Lord's got them there. And if they're trusting him, he's going to get them through that. And if I will love Jesus instead of being worried about them, yeah. all things will work together for the good. Yeah. I guarantee it. it will, and when we love Jesus, we're, when we see him, when, we, when we're looking at him, we are full of mercy, just like he is. We're full of grace on people. Mm. We're full of forgiveness. We give people the benefit of the doubt. We, we, we don't make assumptions about them. We don't judge them. It's just because God is love. Yeah, that's who He is, and 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 that that's that's the biggest thing that God has done in my heart through this whole thing. It's not been like a big um, revelation as far as you know doctrinal issues or nothing. It's just been He has taught me and He's teaching me how just to love people, love them where they're at, because God has given each man a measure of faith. Yes. He He may He may may have gave you the, the three quarters of a cup full and he may have gave me only a half a cup, but I shouldn't try to wish I had three quarters like you, or you shouldn't put me down for having a half cup because that's all he gave us. Amen. I mean, I can't have any more unless he chooses to give me more. So we look at one another now, just like Jesus looks at us. We have with full of mercy and full of love. And, and like I said, the, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about this is not because I just want to keep people from going through a miserable time. It is misery, is it not? <laughs> it is because I mean, I was walking in a lot of truth. I really was, but my heart was so hard and callous. And it's like, you know, Exodus thirty three says, you know, it talks about uh, God told Moses, he said, "I'm going to send you to the promise. I'm going to give you everything you ever wanted. Going to the promised land, but one thing, I'm not going with you." Yeah. And I thought, man, God, if you gave me everything I ever wanted in life, natural or spiritual, even the gifts of the spirit, but you didn't go with me. What's the point? Yeah. If I could have all that that land flowing with milk and honey and success and and a wife and a kids and a business and spiritual things, but you're not with me, what good is the promised land? Yeah. I don't want that. I want I want to be. I want to have the the kindness and the love and the gentleness that He has towards me. I want to walk in that. That's what I want in His attributes. Yes. What What is truth? If you're bound, what is truth? If you're not free, yeah. And what is truth if you have no peace? Yeah. It's partial. Mm. And his he's not partial. Mm-mm. He's the embodiment. Yeah. He is the whole. Yeah. He is the first, the last, and everything in between. And he says that he came to give us life and life to the full. Yeah. Not partial. No. And that's who he's. Listen to this. Dude takes me the other night and said, hey, man, I spoke with Joseph the other night. He said, you guys went to school together. I was like, yeah. I said, super good guys, for real. We've been through a lot together. He said, I recognized the good in them when I first met them. I said, yes, that's the spirit of truth abiding within. Oh. <laughs> We're known, man. Yeah. We're known, and we will be known. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to be known by him. We're going to be known by light or by dark. Yeah. Who are we representing? You know. And, and, and the thing is, you were walking in the light. I've walked in the light, but I've been a portrayer of darkness in that light at times. And people are like, well, well, that can't be true. Yes, it can be true. If I'm not being led by the Spirit, yeah. there's a law. He's, he came to fulfill the law. Yeah. Not to destroy the law, to fulfill it. And when the law is fulfilled, there's love, grace, peace, joy, power. Yeah. And what's that old song? Love and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. all those things are who he is. Yeah. He, like you said, his attributes You've become that scripture. Mm-hmm. You've become that written epistle read by all men. Yeah. See, 
just in this comment that I got, you were read by someone, and that epistle is what came forth, that truth from within. God, man, praise God. Yeah, I know that that's that's wonderful. Um, you may have to help me out on this scripture. I don't, I can't think where it's at right now, but it says, and this is what the Lord requires out of you to act justly, mm. love mercy, mm. and walk humbly before your God. Yes. Out of all the things I've received in the word, all kinds of stuff, I want to do that. I want to act justly to people. I want to not just not just have mercy. It says to love mercy. When you love mercy, that means, man, I want to have mercy on everybody, people that I don't even like. Love mercy and walk humbly before your God. It's Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Here it is in the ESV. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Amen. Yeah. I was, I was, <clears throat> Heather and I and my, and my kids, they were, they were pretty young. We went to Indian Boundary one evening and had a little picnic, and there was all these people who were playing volleyball. And, and they said, they asked if we wanted to come and play, and the kids wanted to go play. They said they were little. So they went out there and started playing volleyball, and – you know, I think about when we play volleyball, we're competitive. Oh, yeah. We're there to win. Yeah. I mean, we're just like getting, knocking people out of the way of playing. But they, I watched them, and they were like the big adults. They would just, they would get out of the way, and they let Nicholas hit it. And then one would get out of the way and let, let Ansley hit it. And I thought, gosh, these guys were like playing while ago. They yeah. were like in, in a, you know, pretty, you know, heated up uh, game here. And I saw that. And I just sat over there with tears in my eyes. That that's when God was dealing with me about how I was being so dogmatic yes. and so legalistic. I thought everybody else was being legalistic. I was being so legalistic and judgmental and just so just so hate just hateful and I criticizing. And I saw that going on and I said, That's what I want, Heather. That's what I want right there. I don't I don't care if I ever preach or sing. I want that. And I walked up and told them people, Paul. I, I said, Hey, I said, I want to just Tell y'all something. I said, I've seen a lot of things in my walk in the Lord. I've seen people get healed. We've laid hands on people, and I've seen them, I've seen them get healed. We've seen all kinds of amazing things. I said, but what you guys are doing right now, that's what you call someone being filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I mean, we think being filled with the Holy Ghost is this and that, and, and it's a lot of things. But being filled with the Holy Ghost means I am changed so much that I'm loving people. And when I seen that, I just said, that's, I told Heather, that's what I want to do. I, I want to be that way. I don't care if I quote and do stuff anymore for the kingdom or the ministry. I want to walk in kindness and love with people. And that comes from within. Yeah. And only he can do that. Yeah. Because in our natural, a natural man, that's not normal. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, you love your family, but I mean, still at times you're wicked against them, yeah. you know, and that true manifestation of love and who he is that only comes from within and the father changing you from the inside out. And, and that just comes from spending time with him in yeah. a relationship with him and, and no, and reading his logic yeah, and letting it pour into you. Um, Psalms 34 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. What what a place of fear. You know, I mean, you think about that. Uh, we're reacting 
in fear in those moments. Uh, not less, not necessarily the unknown, but the fear of, Hey, if, if I subside to who they are or, or I cower down to this ideal, I might be wrong. And we have a fear of being wrong because men are like, I'm a man, I'm right. Mm -hmm. We have a fear of being wrong and, and we can interpret things in the wrong way. And the spirit of the Lord has to totally crumble that thing on the potter's wheel and and rebuild us into his truth. And thank God that he had mercy and, and that you were sensitive enough to the spirit for when he revealed this to you, Hey, you need to get this corrected in me. Yeah. You know, and thank God that, that, I saw it too, and and he corrected it in me because, yeah. um, I, I never will forget we were on a job, and you're like, "Hey, I'm going here," and and I said, "Yeah, I'm going." I said, "Can you believe that we're going to a Baptist <laughs> church? Who would have ever dreamed that you or me, either one, would go to a Baptist church?" Yeah, and it ain't about Baptist or Quaker; it, it's just about the thought process we had, you yeah. know. But I will say this: <clears throat> uh, getting in Sunday school in the church I grew up in, in the Quaker church, and then and then coming here to Poplar Bluff. And 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 consuming myself in the word has rearranged my life. Yeah. It's been really good for me. It's been good for my family. Mm-hmm. And and the biggest thing about my family is uh my little boy, man, he's four. Mm-hmm. I got a twenty, a sixteen, and a four. It's crazy times, right? <laughs> but that four year old, he's memorizing verses, man. Mm-hmm. And that word, even though he don't understand and comprehend, but that inkling of God in him yeah. is uttering these scriptures already. Wow. Every morning, you know, my wife has done such a great job getting him to say these things. And, and, and I look back and I'm in awe and I'm thinking, God, thank God for my wife, man, because I don't take the time to do that because I'm, I'm providing, I'm, um, you know, doing all these things that a man does, yeah. not saying that I shouldn't, you know, contribute to that. Every man should, but at the same time, what would we do if God hadn't placed them women in our life? Yes, you yeah. know, yeah. and uh, and there was a time, like you said, we were just free, free to go, and I never did even think I'd ever get married, and then, yeah, boom, it happens. Yeah, and and Paul said, when you're single. You have in mind the things of the Lord. Yeah. But he said, but when you're married, you have the things in mind of the Lord and your wife. Mm-hmm. And that's, we need to love our wives like he loved the church. Yeah. We, we need to cherish our wives and love them because God caused us and them to be each other's helpmates. Yes. And it, it's truly, you, you can see just the, the, the perfect, uh, the way he, the perfect design when God brought a man and woman together. Yeah. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. And and I will say, you know, being from the south where we're at, you don't see a lot of that. We didn't see a lot of that growing up. It's it's uh marriage is uh, like the man's a man and the woman be quiet, go over here and wash dishes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way we, that was the way the mentality was when we grew up here. Yeah. And and like you said we're supposed to help one another. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time I'm just being honest with you. It's taken me a long time to to get out of that mindset. And I'm not saying that I'm always out of that mindset, but I'm not as bad as I used to be. Yeah. You know, because here's the deal. It's it's give and take. It's you know, I love, she loves. Yeah. I'm I'm down, she lifts me up. It's like our relationship with with the father. Yeah. You know, we we gotta give him ourselves. That way we can take from his table. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if, you know, and, and then he gave himself so we could have salvation right. and we got to pick it up and take it. Yeah. It's give and take. And he set it up. Why does he call us the bride? He set it up like marriage. Amen. It's perfect. <laughs> I just want to read one more thing. Uh, I don't know how close we are to getting done, but I just want to read one more thing as far as, you know, where I've been. Um, and this is also in Ecclesiastes. It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. The man who fears God will avoid all extremes. So it's it's okay to grasp one thing, but it's saying at the same time when you grab a hold of this thing, don't let go of the other. Like the, the things that me and Paul were raised in over all you know all these years in our early years in the Lord, I'm not letting go of that because there were some deep truths. There were some foundations that there was a there were rocks in our life. I will never let go of some of those. But what he's saying, he's saying, don't let, you know, don't let go of that, uh, but go ahead and grab a hold of something else. So I've never sat in a, in a, in a pew and sung out of a red hymn book and a blue hymn book. And I'm doing that now. And it overwhelms me, Paul. I sit there and I just cry and I'm just like, <laughs> we might as well be in a Holy Ghost, you know, hold down. Like Knock we'll be down, in, drag out. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm not letting go of the truths that God has placed in my life as a young, young Christian, mm. but I can also grab a hold of something else. Because if you look at God in just one way, we're going to miss Him in so many other ways. God's not just one way. He's not just this way or just that way. He is every way. We can see the Lord in everything. It doesn't matter who it comes from or who or, or what it comes from. We got to be able to see the Lord. Mm. And, and again, I just, I'm just testifying today about the goodness of God in my life, how he's delivered me, yeah, from drugs and alcohol and all that crazy scene, but how he's delivered me from pretty much going from hate to love. He said that this is how you know they've been delivered when you go from darkness to light. God's brought me out of that dark pit of just of criticizing and judgmental, and now I can see the Lord in, in big churches, little churches, living room churches, Big praise band, small praise band, uh, somebody singing in a choir or blue hymn book, red hymn book. It don't matter because he's in all of it. And I'm thanking God that I don't have to let go of what he taught me years and years ago. I can't let go of that, but I can also reach out and grab something else he has for me. Amen. And pass from glory to glory. Yes. To glory. You know, you said that about, I can remember when I first went, went back to the church I grew up in. And we would sing those hymns, and I used to stand them. Like, man, we need some worship music. We need to get this thing started, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I would sit there, and we would sing, "It is well," or uh, "At the cross, at the cross," you know. And I would just weep mm. at the the truth in these words. Yeah, uh, that's the thing when that truth gets in you. It rearranges you into what it wants you to be. Yeah. And that's him. Yes. That's who he is. That's right. We can build the foundation, as Corinthians says, and then we can we can stack with money, with career, and all that. But when it's tried by fire, what's left? Are we going to build it with him, yeah. with his truth, and with who he is? Yeah. Man, it's been good. Yeah. It's been a good time, man. It's been awesome. Yeah. I want to say just one more thing, Paul. When you were talking about, I was just thinking about that word truth when you said that God's looking for a people who are worshiping in spirit and in truth. We're not trying to push anything except worship God 
in spirit and truth. Mm. It don't matter how. It don't matter where. It Just worship the Lord in spirit. We're not saying this way is right and that way is wrong. We're just saying worship the Lord yes. in spirit and in truth. Worship the Lord because, Jesus, we love you. Yes, We love you, Lord. That's why we want to worship you, not because of some kind of weird theology or doctrines. We just love you. So that's what we're pushing today is love the Lord, worship him in spirit and in truth. Yes, we love him because why? He first loved us when we were miserable and terrible and and anti-God, all these things that we promoted, and, and he had grace and mercy. You know, and who would have thought that 25 years ago, he would have got a hold of you a month, you know, two weeks later, he would have got a hold of me. And then a month later, he would have, he would hook us up. Yeah. But, sure. but what we've been through and, and the people we've met is for an eternity. Yeah. You know, it's for an eternity. We're, we're going to be together forever, man. Yeah. In his presence, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. Yes, Worthy you. is the lamb, you know, who was and is. And, and we're going to say thank you and hallelujah. And, <laughs> and, and we're just, it's just going to be one big love Fest. Yes, yes. You know, everybody's talking about love, love, love. You want love? Get in the army of the Lord. Amen. Get rearranged by who he is because love never fails. That's right. It's not puffed up. Mm-mm. It forgives. It does not judge. It does not boast. Mm-hmm. It brings you in from where you are into his fold and makes you one of his to where we're all equal in his sight. That's right. Corinthians says this. It says, we both are from the same source. That's why he calls us brothers. Amen. From the same source. That same spirit that raised him is the same spirit that's alive in you. How can we deny it? How can we contain it? How can we limit it? We can't limit it. No. We put so much limitation on who he is. Let's not limit the Lord. Listen, this has been a great, great show, Joseph. I, it's been so good, man. Yes. I just felt the Lord in it. It was nice to go down memory lane and just talk about some some stuff. I mean, those things that you go through, those testimonies, they will live on forever because that's what's kept us. Those tests that have turned into testimonies, that's what will keep us. Listen, it's been Truth Bible. I want to say this. Like and share. If you've not went and give us a five-star rating, go give us a five-star rating. Like and share. It really helps us out. But we appreciate you tuning in. And for Roman Hamilton being gone, I forgot to mention him at the first. Well, I think I did mention him at the first, that he's gone visiting somebody that that had a pretty bad accident. He's at the hospital. We missed you, Rome. Can't wait to get you back in here next week. For Paul Chapman and Joseph Byers, this has been Truth Revival. Check us out on Facebook at Truth Revival 37385. Go like and share. Have a great day. Mm